this Halloween. Yes, it is Halloween, folks. All of you there out in Radio Land, in Moscow, Moscow region, Russia, Europe, the Americas, Asia, and of course, Africa. I'm Alan Moore, and this is Capital Sports on Moscow's Capital FM. This is Mainland Europe's number one English language radio sports show. Yes, that is a fact, folks. And as I said, so it's Halloween, so be ready to have your socks and other parts of your, uh, well, I would say other parts of your body, but other parts of your clothing scared off with the very best news, views, reviews, previews, and interviews in the world of sports. Okay, in just one moment, we'll go to Andrew Flint, our man Siberia, Isol Cody, our legal eagle, and Peter P. Well, he's Peter P. Uh, they're going to be speaking with the Russian Premier League, English Premier League, the return of European football, and of course, a strange guy called Colin K. Colin Kaepernick, yeah, good friend of our show. And in part two, we're going to go to Andy Mack. He's going to have a chat with author and sports publisher James Corbett. We're going to speak about the Merseyside magic that is developing this year again, once more in England. And of course, about, um, well, actually some interesting things because James has been nominated for a major uh, book literature prize. So we're going to ask him about that as well. And in part three, we have our Big Fat Filthy Quiz returning. Now, before we go through the sports, before we speak about anything else... I'm going to have to say that we have a huge, huge, big uh, thing <laughs> coming up for a big, big competition. People are already messaging in to plus seven ninety five one 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 zero five three hashtag scare. There are three prizes to be given away. Okay, the prizes are pretty darn good, really, really good. Okay, and the best thing is you can actually meet the Capital Sports crew there. So I'm going to leave it as a little bit of a mystery right now because, of course, it's Halloween mystery. I'll tell you more about it in part two. So, uh, once more, what is that uh, prize? What is the detail to say? Text hashtag scared to plus, plus seven nine two five one 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 zero five three. Very good. Thank you very, very much, Mr. TM. All right. So, folks, uh, what has been happening around the world of sports? Very, very quickly, we have a look at because, of course, there was a, a major win. OK, 10-man Acevilla went down 4-1 to West Ham United. West Ham, of course, now sitting in fourth place, just five points behind Chelsea, two behind Liverpool and level points at Man City. So a great season for them. Uh, earlier on, Leeds beat Norwich in a fairly decent game. I mean, the, the, the goals are pretty scrappy, but it was a good win for, for um, Leeds in any way. In Russia, of course. Of course, this weekend we had some interesting, well, turn of events. Dino 
battered up in Zenit 4-1 though their fans weren't, didn't suffer the same kind of uh, fate as the um, Spartak fans a week ago Rubin beat Siska 1-0 Spartak 1-1 in, uh, with Rostov at home and local winning 2-1 away against Nizhny Novgorod. Himki drawing 0-0 earlier today with uh, Ural. So uh, good for Ural. The uh, men from out in the mountains were, well, close to Mr. Flint. They are still in, 16, uh, in 16th place, bottom of the table, but they at least are showing a bit of fight now. Loco up into second place in the table, just a mere five points behind champions Zenit. Dinamo in fourth. That, uh, that loss really has hit them hard. They are on 23 points, so only one point off Loco. Siska uh, are on the same number of points. Points. They're in fifth place. Spartak down, bottom half of the table, 18 points. Okay, let us go straight away to the phone lines to Mr. Andrew Flint. Andrew, okay, uh, the very good result aside for Oral, good nil draw for them. Loco, yeah. pick it a crop for our teams in Moscow this week. I mean, it was a great result for them, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was not necessarily flashy, but it was a brilliant goal by Rifat Jemalit enough um, to equalise. Nizhny Novgorod have a very weirdly poor home record, but um, you know, to win it late on, you, you, those are the sort of games you've got to plug away. And it's a very, very valuable three points there. So, yeah, pretty good. Okay, of course, um, you know, Spartak, okay, getting a point out of that game, but I mean, they should have done an awful lot better. I mean, I, I, I watched uh, all the game, watched the highlights or the lowlights of the game. Uh, I mean, they were unfortunate to, to not get three points, but at the same time, they had the opportunity to score. Yes, they did. Uh, I mean, it was good to see um, Ruslan Litvinov get his first senior goal for Spartak. He's been he's been pretty decent the last six or seven games. One of the very few highlights, to be honest, of um, Spartak's recent performances. Um, I mean, Glebov's goal of the last kick of the game, I think it was actually. Um, it was a it was a nicely taken one, but it was almost typically Spartak to concede a spectacular late late equaliser like that. Um, massive missed opportunity because Rostov are not doing desperately well this season so um, yeah Spartak are kicking themselves there Now we do have to mention of course Artem Juba a local boy here in Moscow he has now equaled uh, Veretenikov's uh, goal scoring record in the Russian Premier League um, I mean it's been a long time yeah, sorry, you're right, he's gone ahead because back in 2006 he had his first goal for Tomsk, of course, Tom Tomsk. Um, so, you know, he's, he's, he's been a consistent player um, and it's interesting, it's interesting that he has, like, you know, he's been bumped around teams. Spartak needs someone like him right now, don't they? Oh God, what they would give to have, have their old boy back. Yeah, I mean, you, look, whatever you think of, of Juba, he's been absolutely sensational the last two or three years. I mean, 144 goals doesn't sound that impressive but when you think that almost a third of those goals have come in the last two and a half seasons it tells you how well he's been doing recently and Dinamo to be honest uh, I expected him to struggle in St. Petersburg and Zanita absolutely flying and they'll be hard to catch again OK, now uh, looking ahead very, very quickly to next week, of course, the full round of games um, starting off on Saturday the 6th at uh, 4.30 out in the VTB Arena. Dinamo at home against Krasnodar. Um, Dinamo need to get back in winning ways, don't they? Because if they lose that one, that's it. They, they're going to they, they're go into the winter break in a bad way. Yeah, it's, it's going to be, a, I say, the pick of the, the games this weekend across the whole league. I mean, Krasnodar, are, they score a lot of goals. Um, Dynamo, they don't seem to quite be able to stamp down a long enough run. They're a very good side, but if they don't pick up three points there, they're going to be too far off and the title race will be over already, I'd say. 
Okay, and of course, uh, then Siska are down in Sochi. Siska as well, very inconsistent. Um, and Sochi, uh, you know, this is this is a battle for a top four place. Uh, that's at seven o'clock on Saturday. Um, but you'd fancy Siska going down to the south coast and picking up a point, wouldn't you? Uh, well, they have been consistent um, until well until this weekend. Um, they were on one of the longest unbeaten runs until Urubin snatched a win. Sochi is so strong at home. I'd be very surprised if this guy managed to pick up all three points. Um, but you never know. Um, Sochi are a good side in decent form, so it'll be a point to be very, very good. Okay, I'm not going. I'm not going to mention Zenit, of course, on Sunday, two o'clock out uh, in, <laughs> against Ural. Let's just move past that very quickly. But of course, we have a Moscow <laughs> Derby. You. Yeah, I, I, I'm very, very kind to you. We'll be uh, commentating that game. Spartak Lokomotiv out in the Okriti Arena, um, seven o'clock Sunday. That's going to be a very, very tough game for both sides because derbies don't usually produce winners. Like, like it's it's kind of tough between them. That's heading for a draw, isn't it? At least a score draw. Yeah, you'd think so. Um, Andy Mack pointed out a week or two ago that in the Moscow derbies, the home side very rarely wins, in fact. Um, and I, I think Loka will be comfortable. Uh, I agree, probably a point is likely. But if anything, I'd say the pressure is so heavily on Spartak, I think they're likely to crumble again. Um, but yeah, score draw sounds pretty accurate, I'd say. OK, uh, Isolt Cody uh, bringing you in. Uh, hopefully that it'll be relatively quiet, of course. The uh, scumbags who are letting off uh, fireworks and so on. That Again, I detest fireworks for the simple reason that they scare animals, especially poor dogs. Um, so Isolt, uh, Nuno's gone. He's gone. They're getting Conte in. Good for Spurs or bad? To be honest, I think Spurs have issues that go further than any manager. The issues are Harry Kane doesn't want to be there. Um, and I think a manager trying to play with him, whoever he is, like we saw at the weekend, Harry was in the wrong position. We saw Nuno making the wrong decisions. But ultimately, the team don't look cohesive. The last time they looked like a cohesive unit was under Pep. And I think if we want to be a team that challenges in the top four we need a manager who has a budget to play with well that's and it that, that's it look i mean three nil yes to united i mean we, like andrew you can crawl about that all you want um <laughs> i know you have when already cristiano's <laughs> age scores against you <laughs> yeah I, I mean look let's put it like this it was coming it was coming because now midweek of course united are playing atlanta so it's and of course next weekend they're playing man city so I do think that Oli has actually uh, turned it around. I do think he's actually he's done something good here. Something's happened. Arsenal, of course, winning 2-0 yesterday uh, against Leicester City. So a good win for Arsenal. Arsenal really turned it around. Uh, and Chelsea winning 3-0 against uh, Saudi Arabia's very own Newcastle United. And, of course, Man City dropping points, three points against Crystal yeah. Palace. So a bit of a shocker there. OK, um, Iselt, um OK, Antonio Conte, we know the quality of coach he is, but, you know... Like he's going to be hamstrung by Daniel Levy. Daniel Levy, like this super pooper businessman who knows everything so well, and yet he's going to pay Nuno ten million pounds to get rid of him, and then have to sh- shell out for Conte plus his little um, team of experts. And he's going to have to get rid of Nuno's team of experts as well. So you know they're going to be down around forty-five, fifty million. There's going to be no money in January. Well, let's think about it this way. We might have lost United at the weekend, but we've beaten them in one run, and that's to get a new manager in. So let's just look <laughs> at it that way. Um, 
we weren't going to get a lot to play with. We're waiting until Harry goes before we have a budget to play with because Daniel Levy is like a child with his communion money and that's an Irish reference where uh-huh, basically right. they don't want to let go of the money irrespective. And I think fundamentally a new manager might be what the players need to reinvigorate them. I think there must be a certain amount of if you're a Tottenham player, you're getting paid as much as you are. There must be a certain amount of you that when Nuno came in, you kind of went, is Daniel Levy having a little bit of a laugh here? Is he saying that, you know, we're good enough to play for any manager? They are, but you also need someone with strategy. You need someone with a proven track record. Jose had that, but my God, was it a negative strategy? And I think possibly, and I'm not defending United because obviously they had a win at the weekend. But over the last few months, if you are a player at that calibre and your manager you're looking at who he's managed before and you're going, yes, he was a great player, but you need a manager who you respect. And I think that's what every team of of the calibre of players that Spurs and United have needs. And you look around you, look at the managers in the top teams. They're respected by their players. How can you really, as a player, respect Nuno as your manager or Ole? Well... I don't. I, I'm. I'm. I, I'm not. I don't agree with you at all on that. I'm sorry because I think that you know if there is that thing of like you know players will play for managers no matter what if the manager is good. Jose Mourinho, Jose Mourinho had no pedigree as a footballer, but he knew. No, what I don't. Think they, I don't think they need a pedigree as a footballer. But I think if your players don't respect you, and I'm not saying it's the manager's fault, but like everyone's going on about how the United dressing room they turned up at the weekend, but before that, all we hear about is how oh he's lost the dressing room. These are men who are paid millions. They shouldn't be. They should respect their managers. When they don't, it's obvious. Well, at the weekend, I agree with you on that. I agree with you on that. I think it's well. Look, I, I put it back, and I said last week, Paul Pogba is an absolute. He is. He is COVID gamma. He is the end phase of COVID that basically heralds Armageddon. That's what he is. And the sooner they get, and people are talking about, oh, they're offering him new deal, new deal. Yeah, but and like, why didn't they sell him? No one wants to buy him. No one gets that. And pe- pe- people keep speaking about that. You, you make you make a good point. Who 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 would buy him? Exactly, no, no, Andrew. I, no, no one's gonna no one's gonna pay like you know, even a million for him because they're gonna take on his wages and his ego. And no club is going to in in Europe because not, is there also a risk that you might actually have to pay United a fee because United is there not some sort of risk that he went from United to Juve? No, 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 there's no, no, there's no, there was no sell-on fee. It was already cancelled when he was bought in. So, no. Okay. Yeah, no, 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 no. He told, this is the whole thing. And I was speaking with people who were involved in Manchester United. And they were saying that they did shop him around last summer. They shopped him around last winter. No one wants to buy him. Like, you Why know, would they? Yeah, exactly. I would not want well, I mean, him. Look, it's, it's, it's not even just whether they want to buy him. It's whether they're able to buy him. Very few are even able to. And the ones that Financially, are Financially, yes. They, what, yeah. Is it worth yeah. the risk? Like, no, no English club is going to take him on. And no one in Italy has the money. And in Spain, they don't have the money. And in Germany, they have a brain. So, okay, moving very, very quickly on uh, midweek before we... Because we've got Colin Kaepernick and Peter P is waiting there. So, Spartak, of course, away to Leicester City. That is on the 4th. Uh, listen, Andrew, uh, that's a hiding to nothing, isn't it? Because they, they showed up well. They showed up well uh, last time at home. They did. But on Thursday, they're, they're going to get... It, 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 Leicester will take it handy enough, but it's going to be 3 4 nil, isn't it? I think so. It was a very, very good start to the game and it was probably their best performance of the season, but they just crumbled under pressure. Leicester were unbelievably precise and when they're at home, I don't think Leicester will give Sparta that start. Um, Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think uh, get anything from that 
it'd be a miracle. Okay, now Loco are looking to go away uh, on Wednesday to Turkey to play Galatasaray, and I mean it's going to be a tough one for them. I mean they lost at home, but uh, you know it'll be maybe a draw, maybe. Uh, well, um, I don't think it's a lost cause completely, um, but uh, yeah, I, I think a point is the best logo could hope for, um, and just just get through get through the fixture, get through the away games in Europe with a point, and you've done well. Um, I think okay. they have a chance, though. Um, that's a game to target. Okay, uh, Peter P, you're there. Well, I just want to quickly go to you, Colin Kaepernick, uh, his new like limited series and very limited, uh, Colin Kaepernick Black and White is on Netflix. Is it worth a watch or should we wash our eyes out before watching it and after as well, preferably? Peter P? Peter P's not there. Peter P is not online. Andrew, you, you've watched the oh, first... I am, oh, I am, I am, I am. Okay, very quickly, Peter. <laughs> I've, you... I've been having a, a little technical difficulty. I just want to say happy Halloween, Alan. I, ho- I hope you're dressed up and I ready am. to go trick-or-treating. <laughs> All right, let's, let's get back to it. Let's get I back will. to it. All right. Once again, uh, Colin Kaepernick, because I, I personally, I only watched the clips. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't watch the full doc- documentary yet. But once again, Colin Kaepernick is facing backlash for uh, his comments. Uh, I want to revi- like rewind a bit, uh, remind everybody that in 2017, in November, I believe, uh, over the dispute about his uh, comments, uh, he was, I don't know, he was, either he was let go or he left himself. He left the NFL. And now he's facing backlash uh, because of the comments in his uh, new Netflix documentary, Colin and uh, Black and White, I believe that's the name. Yep. Uh, he, he, uh, everybody is uh, criticizing him for comparing uh, the NFL uh, combine to a slave auction, basically. Yeah. <laughs> uh, personally. Again, I, I don't want I I don't want to have like a make an unbiased opinion about it because I haven't watched it uh, like the full documentary. Maybe I will know the full picture. But like I, again, mm. I've watched the clips and uh, I just don't get it. Like how it exactly? Because essentially, NFL is a business and uh, they're investing like millions of dollars into uh, a player basically, and. The, what essentially the combine is is they want to uh, see like if the player they're they're investing millions of dollars is uh, worth it. Basically, if he's injured uh, and just want to, because again, again, exactly, uh, the, the it's whole, it's a business whole, and it's also insurance involved. I know, look, Peter. Look, we're go- yeah. we're going to come back to this in the big facility quiz. Okay, so guys, I know you're going to go away, but you come back because we do have to go. We're like oh, like we're way over time tomorrow. So thank you for that, guys. Um, we're going to start off as Peter said, trick or treat. Of course, it is Happy Halloween. Remember, plus seven ninety five one 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 zero five three. Hashtag scare and to set you all up for it. This is a real. Halloween video and song. This is Backstreet Boys and everybody back after the break. Capital Sports with Alan Moore. Everybody Rock your body Everybody Rock your body Again, brothers, sisters, everybody, say, 
Gonna bring the flame, I'll show you how Got a question for you, better answer now Welcome back, folks. I hope you were dancing and enjoying that uh, piece of 
art. Uh, remember to grow sales, brand awareness and grab your target audience. You need a great brand ambassador. Match Business Consulting represents the brightest stars in Russian sport who will shine around the world for your business. Now remember, we do have a giveaway. Okay, so you don't have that much time left. Okay, you've got around 25, yeah, 25 minutes or so before we make our draw. We'll announce, of course, at 5 minutes to 11. So, what do you have to do, Tim? Mm. Come on, let's go. Next. Hashtag scared to plus seven nine two five one 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 zero five three. Okay. Okay, these uh, work placement people, you know, you have to give them a kick every so often to make sure that they uh, remember what they have to do because they're busy watching YouTube videos on their phone. Okay, uh, here we go. Uh, we're, of course, in the second part of our show, and I'm delighted to welcome back onto us. Um, well, I welcome on, first of all, Andy Mack. Andy Mack, can you hear me loud and clear? Happy Halloween. Oh. I won't tell you where I've got my broomstick this year. I don't I don't know what you're dressed up as as well. <laughs> Let's just keep it clean tonight. And of course, I have James Corbett as well, author and publisher with the Cooperton Books. And of course, an Everton fan. James, welcome back onto the show. Hi, Alan. Thanks for having me. Listen, you broke my heart yesterday when you sent me a photo, you sitting in your car at uh, Hollyhead, I believe it was. Yeah, it was it was Birkenhead. I was on my way back to the old country. Oh my God, going home to Ireland! I really, I honestly, James, I did say to you, I was really upset at that moment. Just like I was like, I felt this pang of longing to go. Oh God, I want to go back to Ireland. But anyway, so right, listen, we're going to move on right away because, of course, there's been a lot of interesting stuff going on in uh, football in the UK. I'm going to start off right away with results this weekend, um, and also just a quick overview, uh, Andy Mack. Uh, looking at how things are, okay, we, so we thought that Ollie was gone last weekend. He didn't go. Manchester United won 3 0 against Spurs. Now it looks like uh, Nuno is gone. He is gone. They're speaking to Antonio Conte. Um, Conte, a good fit for Spurs? Esau seems to think he is. He'll certainly be a, um, a better fit than Nuno, that's for sure. Um, tactically, I think he's a bit more astute. I think he, he, he I, I'd say he's got the hair on his um, on his proverbials, and probably fake hair as well, going by the top <laughs> of his head, to, to, to make the, the changes that are needed and to be brave enough to drop the players that aren't performing. So in that sense, I think he would be a good appointment um, and obviously got a quick flurry of games coming up as well to, to him to get his teeth into the squad. Okay, um, tomorrow, James, uh, your boys in blue are away against Wolves. Now, that's, that's one that you do need to try and win because it's, it's been an interesting season. You've recovered you know, decently, four wins, two draws and three losses with a new coach in there, a man who moved across to Mersey. Uh, or not across to Mersey, he just moved across uh, Stanley Park uh, to join Everton. Um, a win will take you... Possibly above Manchester United, I think, uh, on goal difference. If he's win by three goals or more. When you put it like that, it doesn't sound too bad, does it? But having having sat through last Saturday's performance, where they were, Everton were beating Watford 2-1 after 78 minutes and ended up capitulating and losing 5-2, um, <laughs> you know, reality bites. Everton have... A, a very thin squad as it is. Um, they have lost the core of the team through injury. Uh, Yuri Mina at centre-back, Abdullah Decore in centre-mid, and Dominic Calvert-Lewin up front. And it's just pretty grim. It's pretty grim at the moment. OK. Um, I, what, what do you reckon? Do you think they, they have a chance, at least against Wolves? Because 
like overall, you'd kind of say, well, like they are a decent side, and they should be maybe too good for Wolves. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you would like to think so, being a being a supporter of um, the team, but you know, being a dispassionate sports journalist, um, I think I think they're going to be really up against it. I mean, they were they were shell shocked last week. I mean, I've been watching Everton for thirty six years, and it was. It was a real watershed performance. Um, I've not really seen uh, that many that I can compare to that. So it'll be a testament to Rafael Benitez's coaching if they do come back and put in a big performance against Wolves tomorrow. But the fan in me and the realist in me says that, you know, it's going to be a tough night. OK, looking ahead, let's, let's be a bit more optimistic. Andy, what do you reckon? Do you think Wolves, or, you know, Wolves yeah, I mean, they're only two, point, two places behind and a couple of points behind uh, Everton, but do you think Everton will just be able to, to get one over them? Um, for me, there's sort of two mismatches of the Premier League at the moment. You've got Wolves who don't really score, don't really concede, and Everton who score a lot and concede a lot. Um, first goal, then, for me, would be key. I think this will be the first time Everton could win against them in three consecutive games since about, well, the last half a century. Um, so my money to go against the stats would probably be on a 1-0 win to Wolves. Oh, OK. There you go, James. We're just going to press a little bit more. OK, looking ahead to next weekend, uh, Andy, um, the Manchester Derby. Manchester United, Manchester City. We last week we you know we were thinking it's going to be tough for Oli to to see it out. Um, he has of course Atlanta Atlanta midweek. Um, I mean, do you, like Man City have just lost and they lost like two games in a row. They got beaten by West Ham in midweek uh, when they're going for a five in a row in the League Cup. Um, but would you fancy City to bounce back like a bit like Alan Partridge, or are they going to be uh, you know getting bounced around Manchester instead? Um, I, I think this one will probably have Pep licking his lips. We, we all thought Ole Gunnar Solskjaer didn't have a plan B. Turned out his plan B was playing three centre-backs that, to be kind to them, don't have an abundance of pace. So he's now seen what the plan B is. I think Pep Guardiola will work it out quite quickly how to, uh, how to rip them apart. Um, so I'm, I'm, I think City win. OK. Um, James, I'm going to ask you about uh, your, let's just say, oh, I'll say your cross-ten rivals, shall we say, to put it nice and uh, mildly, because, of course, we're seeing about how they're getting on this season. I mean, they've, they've really done very, very well. They've come back, they're playing your decent football. They're playing on Sunday, uh, 7.30 kickoff, Moscow time, 4.30 in the UK, against West Ham away. West Ham, form team in the league, uh, doing quite well, but is this maybe a bridge too far for the Hammers? Yeah, I mean, I was reading earlier today, Liverpool are on the longest unbeaten stretch in 32 years, and they're looking they're looking very, uh, very, very impressive at the moment. But then, you know, they drew yesterday, having, having, having been 2-0 up against Brighton, and Brighton pulled it back 2-2 at Anfield. David Moyes' problem, I mean, I, I, I followed his career, um, obviously very closely being an Everton supporter, and his big problem was always against the, the, the bigger sides. Um, he was he, In all his time at Everton, he never won an away game at Liverpool, um, Man United, Arsenal, who were, who were one of the bigger teams then, and Chelsea. Um, obviously, West Ham will have home advantage next weekend. But, you know, can, can, can Moyes get over his reputation as being a bit of a choker? Um, I don't know. 
I don't know. I think I mean, it, it, it will be an intriguing afternoon because West Ham are looking really good at the moment. I saw them in the flesh a couple of weeks ago. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're just solid. Um, they have some very good attacking players of their own. And um, I, think, I, mean, I think Declan Rice in the middle of the field will be the key man in this in, in this game. Um, you know, he, he, he can he controlled proceedings when I saw him play. And if he's allowed to dictate the game, then maybe, just maybe, they'll edge it. Okay, that's okay. I, again, I think Declan Rice, you know, he is playing very, very well. And, you know, sounds coming from within the club is that they, they you know, they're confident to keep him at the club for at least another year and a half or two years. Um, Andy, are you confident West Ham doing an number on Liverpool or would you be more pessimistic than, than James? Um, I mean, the incredible stat for me this season is away from home, Liverpool have scored three or more goals in every single game, bar the cup game against Preston the other day. Um, and a lot of those fixtures have featured five goals. Um, I, I, would, I don't think West Ham will be able to cope with that. Um, I think if they're lucky, maybe a high scoring draw two each. But I, I'd fancy Liverpool maybe to kick on um, for a bigger scoreline. I think it will be quite open. I think Moyes has to go for it. So maybe 4-2 Liverpool. OK, I'm going to stay with you, Andy, for this one before we come to James. Um, your guys have an interesting one next week. They could be playing Antonio Conte's Spurs, that, of course, at 5 o'clock next Sunday. Um, I mean, you, uh, looking at how Spurs are playing, would you be confident getting three points at that whole match? Or, sorry, uh, and, and I'll, I'll ask James that. Sorry, James, Andy, to go back to you, Andy, sorry. Sorry, are you asking me? Yeah, Jay's going, I'll ask you. I, I mixed up. I, I, I meant to ask Andy, but I asked you instead. I said, are you confident? Okay, well, look, let's see what happens tomorrow and let's see if, um, you know, if Everson have a couple of players back from injury. The signs, signs about Decorey and Calvert-Lewin aren't good. And I, I, I don't think we're going to see them this side of Christmas. So oh. I think it could be a long winter for Everson. So uh, you're not confident, even with Spurs on their bad run, you're not confident that they're going to pick up anything out of game? Like, as in, that they're not going to get points? I'm never confident, Alan. <laughs> Jesus, James. <laughs> you're, you're depressing me now. Right. Uh, Andy Mack, um, what do you reckon? Are, are you also depressed about Everton or are you a bit optimistic about their game against, uh, they could be against uh, a managerless or um, Antonio Conte's Spurs? I, 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 just to depress everyone a bit more, I think I could see that turning out into um, a result that wouldn't really help either of them. It'll probably be a nil-nil draw. Oh, God. Well, you know, at least it'll break a, a losing run for both sides. OK, um, very, very quickly looking midweek. Uh, actually, do you know what? Yeah, we've got a quick look midweek just for... Uh, well, no, we're not. We're not. I'm going to ask uh, James. I want to come back to you, and if you forgive me for this for a moment, and you'll be back in the next segment anyway. Um, lost loves and painful truths against the backdrop of Liverpool's fall and rise. Liverpool 1981. As the city burns during inner city riots, Paul meets two people who would change his life. Nadezhda, of course a good Russian name, an elusive poet who has fallen out of fashion and her daughter Sarah, or maybe Sarah, with whom he shares an instant connection. Okay, that is the initial blurb for The Outsiders. Um, a nominated book for the Booker Prize of the North. James, um, tell us a bit about your book. Well, it's my first novel. Uh, it's the book that I always wanted to write, um, but life kind of got in the way. Um, 
and it's been it's been sort of bubbling away off and on for about twenty years. Um, I've written many non-fiction books in the meantime, and what I did what I did three summers ago, I, I took I took the very large manuscript, which is all sort of all sorts of fragments of fiction, away with me, and and, and just worked through it methodically and, and built a detailed plan about how I was going to finish it. I finished it on the 29th of May last year. It was published on the 31st of May this year. Um, and the reception has been has been great. I mean, it's set against the backdrop of my home city of Liverpool. It's a, it, it's a love story and a mystery um, sort of set against some of the defining moments, um, not, just in, not just in my home city's country, it's got a very international feel, but in uh, the latter half of the 20th century. Um, and it's yeah, it's been picked up for the Portico Prize. It's been long listed for that. So fingers crossed that the judges will 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 enjoy it as much as um, some of my readers um, have said they have. Now listen, I'm going to download it onto Kindle. I wanted to try and get a, a, a hard cover, but I just couldn't get it actually ordered off Amazon. It is on Amazon, folks. The Outsiders, okay? The Outsiders, uh, published on May 31st. Um, I, I, I will read it. I will read it on, on uh, Kindle. But just to, to... What was it feeling like for you when you... when Like, you know, the, the hard cover was put into your hands, when you saw it? Because, I mean, it's never easy to get a book published, but when it's your own your work, love, and it's not a biography or something related to sports, it's something, you know, even more passionate. How did it feel for you? Um, I was quite nervous because I didn't I didn't know that people would take me seriously having written about sport and, and the sort of intersection of sport and politics for so long. Um, I didn't know how people would, would respond to something um, completely different. And I was away for the last two weeks publicising it, um, and I suppose I felt a little bit before that publicity trip that I I knew everybody who'd read it, but actually a lot more people have read it than I than I than I thought of. I mean, we're talking we're talking a few thousand here, not millions, but um, it's it, it it's it's a nice feeling when when you know serious people and people that you respect um, tell you that they've 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 read it and they liked it and you know. They pick up things that I think I'd even forgotten I'd written, um, or little subplots or mannerisms in, in, in the characters, and have really paid attention. So, you know, it's the response has been unlike any other book that I've ever written, and I've written, you know, some that have sold lots of copies and have you know, been also been shortlisted or longlisted for prizes. Um, so, yeah, it's a nice feeling, and um, I've. I have plans for a couple of follow-ups. Okay, that is brilliant. James, uh, Andy Mack, I know you're coming back for the quiz uh, in just a moment. James, thank you very, very much. And again, folks, The Outsiders, written by James Corbett. It's on available on Amazon and also in good bookstores everywhere. Um, the very, very best. James, thank you for coming on, first of all, and the very best of luck in the Portico Prize because I'm, I'm going to read it. I'm going to push it because I know I've read a lot of your work, both in articles, uh, business and sports related, and I've read books that you've written as well. They've always been a pleasure. They've always left me wanting to, you know, to read more of your work. So now I'm going to enjoy this. Thank you very, very much. Thanks very much, Alan. Okay. Thank you, James. Okay, folks, we're going to go to the break. Andy, thank you very much. We'll talk to you in a moment. Yeah, I'll be back. Okay. Not going anywhere.
Lovely, okay. All right, uh, folks, uh, again, uh, that segment was brought to you by Match Business Consulting, representing the brightest stars in Russian sport. Find your deal, brand ambassador, on match-business.com. Remember, you've only got about, about 10 minutes left. Hashtag scare to plus seven ninety five one 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 zero five three. And remember, folks, that just like Macklemore, you cannot hold us back after the break with the Big Fat Filthy Quiz. Looking for a better way to get up out of bed instead of getting on the internet and checking a new hit me get up. First shot, come strut walking. A little bit of humble, a little bit of cautious. Somewhere between like Rocky and Cosby's for the game. Nope, nope, y'all can't copy up. Glad, moonwalking. And this here is our party. My posse's been on Broadway and we did it all. way. chrome music. I shed my skin and put my bones into everything I record to it. And yeah, I'm on. Let that stage light go and shine on down. Soup game and Plinko in my style Money, stay on my craft and stick around for those pounds But I do that to pass the torch and put on for my town Trust me, on my I-N-D-E-P-E-N-D-E-N-T Shit hustling, chasing dreams since I was 14 With the portrait busting Halfway across that city with the back, 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 back Question, labels out here Now they can't tell me nothing We give that to the people Spread it across the country Labels out here Now they can't tell me nothing We give it to the people Spread it across the country Here we go back This is the moment Tonight is the night We'll fight till it's over So we put our hands up Like the ceiling can't hold us Like the ceiling can't hold us Here we go Damn grateful. I grew up really wanna go fronts, but that's what you get when Wu Tang raised you. Y'all can't stop me. Go hard like I got an eight away in my heartbeat. And I'm eating at the beat like it gave a little speed to a great white shark on shark. We walk. Time to go off. Gone. Two says goodbye. I got a world to see. And my girl, she wanna see Rome. See, so make you a believer now. I never ever did it for a throne. That validation comes from giving it back to the people now. Sing this song and it goes like. Raise those hands, this is our party We came here to live life Like nobody was watching I got my city right behind me If I fall, they got me Learn from that failure, gain humility And then we keep marching Can we go back? This is the moment Tonight is the night We'll fight till it's over So we put our hands up Like the ceiling can't hold us Like the ceiling can't hold us Go back This is the moment Tonight is the night
Лучшее завершение уикенда на Capital. Join us on a journey. From the beach to the dance floor. Chicane presents Sunset. Каждое воскресенье в 11 вечера продолжаем отличный уикенд. Встречаем новую неделю. Capital Commercial. Вспомни, как долго ты выбираешь фильм или сериал. Время выбирать прошло. Наступило время смотреть. Легкий поиск и продвинутая система рекомендаций. Иви быстро и точно подберут фильм, который вам точно понравится. Иви скорее к истории. Реклама 18 плюс. Okay, welcome back, folks. We're getting excited in the studio right now because it is time for the big, fat, filthy quiz. Before we do, of course, um, I know Isolt, Pe- okay, I know Andy's there, Peter's there, Isolt is there, uh, Andrew Flint is there, Double N is there. Uh, am I missing anybody? I know Alex B, we can't get hold of him at all tonight. He could be on top of a bonfire, who knows. Um, very, very quickly, Peter P, um, I know we cut you off, uh, Colin Kaepernick. Does he have any any validity? Can we trust what he's saying, or we should just ignore him? Again, if, you should judge for yourself. I don't want to like influence you in any way, but I just want to uh, get like uh, I just remembered uh, an example from like the clips I watched about about him uh, basically comparing, as I said previously, NFL Combine to uh, the slave market. Essentially, yeah. uh, basically, there was a clip I remember. Uh, you know how like they they measure uh, like a wingspan. Yeah, the arms, of, the arm uh, length. Yeah, player, yeah, right? yeah. So so he compared that with like uh like it, essentially on the slave market they did the same thing oh, and like geez. I just I don't know it's like, I, I really I, I don't want again as I said I don't want to make an unbiased opinion like but it's just I okay. don't see it it's just it's kind of ridiculous to me to be honest. Andrew Flint you 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 yeah. watched the first episode you thought as well that it was a bit bit over the top yeah i mean it, it was just it was such a ridiculous opening statement to make i mean the story behind you know the acceptance of his appearance and his style and the the uh, you know elements of racism on a social level that's that is what i want to see but the combine is so ridiculous the whole point is athletes are judged on athletic ability yeah, so that's exactly. what they do well, it, listen, was, it, it was it was damaging Exactly. I know Issa's going to come in this as well uh, if if uh, her house hasn't been burnt down by scumbags. But um, just uh, the, the things that, even if it's education, you know, yes, there are different education, but there's certain tests as well. And people who are good will rise to the top in any case. Athletics, sports is the same as people who respond to that. Issa, do you watch it? You would not recommend watching it if you have any problem with heart pressure. Isolt, okay. Isolt, I don't think we can get her. I think she's on mute or she's not there. No, no. Hey, if, if, if I'm able to, I just want to make a, like, a, just a comment, a quick comment on that. It's just, I just want to say that, like, it's literally, like, that's, that I, I believe I said before, but it's like, it's literally in the job description. Yeah, well, that's, <laughs> no, no, I agree. I agree. It is the job description. That's, that's literally, and I said it before, it's like, it would be weird if you're going to be judged like on anything but your athleticism in, in that in, okay. in the in the combine. Okay. Um, Again, yeah, ridiculous. Okay, we're going to start off the uh, quiz now in just a moment. And I agree with you guys the same. But again, folks, if you want to have a watch, watch it and see what you think, okay? So we're going to go in this order. Andrew, Peter P, 
Andy Mack and then double N. Okay, um, Andy Mack, I don't think you've seen this Colin Kaepernick uh, show, no? No, I haven't. But um, my, my immediate thought when um, Pete B was talking about that was that quite often teams will be looking for a certain statistic or a certain size or a certain you know, mm. parameter of a type of player. If that if that comes down to a yeah. simple measurement, then fair enough. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Okay. Uh, all right. So starting off with uh, Andrew Flint. Andrew, this is one for you. So uh, I think you, you'll 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 recognise. Remember, it's a sport and then the person. Okay, sport and then the person. All right. So I think you right. will get. You will know who it is. Uh, actually, no. You definitely know who it is. Precious on now. Yeah, very very much so. Here we go. Here we go. If I think pr- you were taking, I thought I was taking a supplements. Um, what kind of supplements? I was told that I was um, I was being given, uh, what did he say that it was? It's been so long that I've had to discuss it, Oprah. Um, okay, so we know one voice is Oprah. Who is, what is the sport and who is the athlete? So first the sport. Oh, I, <laughs> I got a feeling I'm going to be in a rut guessing the person, the same person every week. I want to say tennis. No, it's athletics. So it's a U.S. Uh, athlete, so who is it? It's a woman, well, of, of course. Uh, Marion Jones. Well done. Five points for Andrew Flint. Well done. You're right, Marion Jones. Uh, she even, she didn't even do a lance. When she went on to Oprah, she started lying again. So there you go. All right, so it's Peter P is up next. Okay, Peter P. Uh, I, I hope you're going to get this one, okay? I really honestly do, okay? You are going to like this one, all right? Um, you, I need the sport and, of course, then the person, all right? So sport and person all right so here we go uh i'll have to cue this up properly now because uh, it's it, this thing is acting up me just a little bit uh ah, get back get back to where you first came from um right here we go uh bear with me folks for just one moment so here we go better than sex better than sex <laughs> be honest <laughs> be honest be honest no it was wasn't it no, with my Gio, no. <laughs> okay, so it wasn't better than that SVX word. Uh, <laughs> so, can you, can you please clarify what, what was better than sex? And what was he referring to? <laughs> well, I don't know. It's, well, what's the sport? What's the sport? What's the sport, Peter? Very quick, 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 quick. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't, I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna guess. Uh, he's a soccer player. That's it. Five points. And who is it? Who is it? He's been scoring oh, a goal. Yeah. In the Champions League final, who is it? Uh, Twins. <laughs> Come on, quick! <laughs> I, I'm just going to go with uh, uh, Pogba since he was. No. He, we put him on a spot earlier. <laughs> no, it's Cristiano Ronaldo. <laughs> Oh, so, oh. <laughs> so five points for Peter P. It's okay, it's okay. You're doing well, you're doing well. Okay, uh, who is next? Uh, it is Andy Mack. Yeah, Andy Mack. Okay, Andy Mack, uh, this is for you, all right? I think you're going to like this one, all right? Are you ready? Yep. All right, so here you go. Hopefully this will be queued up the right way. All right, so here we go. Okay, sport and person. I think I got about three screams. Okay, and and, and nothing else. Um, 
Prince Harry and jousting. <laughs> it was football and birdie votes. <laughs> so zero points. <laughs> zero points. I did it for Scotland just for you, so you had it, right? All right. So, I couldn't hear it. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It was Christian Daly walking off saying that somebody was cheating, okay? And finally, double N, okay? Double N. Now, you will get this, okay? I'm certain you will get this, all right? Are you ready? Uh, yep, yeah, yep. All right, so here we go. All right, so here we go. All we go. Sport and person. The mayor, and this is the first time probably in the history of Toronto where the mayor is bigger than the whole, the whole city. You know, he's a bigger celebrity than anybody in the city. Everybody wants to see the mayor. And um, he's a really uh, dynamic character. Right. Okay, so sport and person. Sport and person, Dublin. Uh, I think it's football, but... No, it's not. It's boxing. No. Oh, all right. Um, let's see, let's see. Um... I'll go with Usyk, maybe. Who? Usyk, Usyk. No. The Ukrainian boxer. No, 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 no. It was Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson. Oh, all right. God does. Okay, so we're going to go straight into the second round. Of course, this is the missing word. Okay, so first person, of course, is <coughs> Andrew Flint. Andrew Flint, number one. Okay. Irish ladies grab what? Irish ladies <laughs> grab grab what? Christ, this could be anything. <laughs> Thank God, Easter was near. Grab some balls. No. <laughs> it would have been um, neighbours, I think. I'll give him two points. I'll give him two points for that. Uh, the answer is three points in Helsinki. Okay, they won, of course, 2-1 in Helsinki. Put themselves back on the road to the World Cup. All right, uh, next up, of course, is Peter P. Peter P., all right, this one is good for you. Talking about uh, Paul Pogba, okay? Paul Pogba is a player who has What? Uh, uh, I don't know. Great, great athleticism, charisma. <laughs> I'm good, I'll give you two points. Irish woman. Irish woman. <laughs> All right, he's got, I'm going to give you two points for that, and I'll give you three, okay? Because you're actually you are more right than uh, Andrew Flint has more talent than most in Manchester United. Okay, I don't believe that's true, but anyway, okay, there we go. Okay, so three points for Peter P. Okay, uh, it is Andy Mack is up next. So Andy Mack uh, for you, okay. Spartak Moscow are what this season? Spartak Moscow are what? Outfoxed. Are what? Outfoxed. Outfoxed. <laughs> You're underperforming. I'll, I'll give you four points for it. I'll give you four points. That's a quite a good answer. Okay. So, uh, very, very quickly, next one, double N. Okay, for you. Double N, here we go. Um, Ole must find the what of Ferguson and Busby. You must find the what? Uh, the replacement for Ferguson and himself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving you five points. That's very good. Dublin gets five points for that one. Okay, it's actually the spirit of. Okay, very, very quickly, very, very quickly, because we're running time. We also have to announce our winners, of course, as well. All right, uh, so this is Halloween facts, okay, from sport and Halloweens. Okay, which is the odd one out, uh, Andrew Flint? Summer Olympics, Winter Olympics, World Cup football. Which is the odd one out and why? Quick. Winter Olympics. No, it is the Summer Olympics and why? This is all Halloween related. Uh, because it's never uh, taken place over Halloween. No, it actually, on the 31st of October... 1908, the Summer Olympics ended in London. There you go. So there you go. So it has taken place over Halloween. All right. Uh, next up is Peter P. Peter P. All right. The big horse, the big dog, the big cat. Who's the odd one out? 
the, the big cat. Well done. Why? I don't know. I because I because I despise the the cat. <laughs> no, okay. You get you get five points. Right? Peter P gets five points for that. Uh, it is in nineteen fifty the first ever African American player um, played in the NBA. There you go. All right. Uh, on the thirty first of October. Um, next is uh, <laughs> here we go. Andy Mack, Venus Williams, Serena Williams, Naomi Osaka. Venus Williams, Serena uh, Williams, Naomi Osaka. Serena Williams. No, it's Venus Williams. And why? Um, she the only person to have won a title and not moan about it afterwards? <laughs> Give Andy Mack one point for that one. It was in 1994, 31st of October. She made her pro debut, a winning one at that. Okay, finally, double N, very, very quickly. Dolphin, killer whale, shark. Who's the odd one out? Dolphin, killer whale, shark. Uh, uh, dolphin. No, it's a shark. Why is it the odd one out? It's the scariest, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> In 2003, it bit off the arm of the professional surfer Bethany. Uh, oh, my goodness. Wow. I, 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 yeah, it bit off her arm. Yeah, on the 31st of October. There you go. Happy Halloween, Bethany. Okay, so, uh, Tim, who is our winner this evening? Who has the most points? So, it is supposed to be actually Peter P. So. Peter P. Peter P., congratulations yep. on your win tonight. Well done. Well done. You are champion once again. Okay, Peter P is so happy over that. <laughs> as always, lost, as always. Lost for words. <laughs> lost for words. All right, guys, thank you very much. A very happy Halloween to all of you. Talk to you, of course, next Sunday evening. Thanks, guys. Okay, so, folks, uh, thanks to the guys. Uh, we're going to go out in just a moment. Uh, before we do, okay, we have our winners for tonight, okay? Winning a pair of tickets apiece to the uh, game on Tuesday between CSK Moscow and Aftermobilist Yekaterinburg, okay, that is at 7.30 out at the VEB Arena. Uh, After Zavodskaya, it is, uh, I'll make sure I get this right, it is Anna, Yevgenia, and Denise. Okay, Anna, Yevgenia, and Denise. Congratulations, we'll be contacting you shortly after the show to make sure you get your tickets. So, folks, it's a happy Halloween. I'd like to say thank you very much to my assistant this evening. Thank you. Do you enjoy the show? Uh, yeah. Very good. Okay, very, very good. Folks, have a very, very happy Halloween. And remember, there's a lot of us now at this time of year with autumn and so on. We're struggling a little bit, feeling a little bit down, maybe maybe a bit depressed because of that seasonal affective disorder and so on. That is a thing. The nights are getting shorter. The Or sorry, the nights are getting longer, days are getting shorter. Um, but remember... All's okay. And of course, we at Capital Sports, especially me, we miss you all, okay? So remember, stay in contact with us. We'll speak with you next week. We're going to play it with a song that's going to lift our Sunday night. We're going to go out happily into Monday because tomorrow is a new day, okay? Remember, stay awake till after midnight so the ghouls and ghosts don't get you because that's with our tradition of sound. So remember, stay awake till after midnight and then go to bed, have a good sleep, get up tomorrow morning and start a new year because it is new year. Start a new year fresh tomorrow. This is Kaiser, she- Kaiser Chiefs, Hole in My Soul. I'm Alan Moore, Capital Sports, Muscles, Capital FM. Have a great week. Capital Sports with Alan Moore.